When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day, this week we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus. Visit gamblingcare.ie. This is a crowd podcast. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hello and welcome to 21st Century Football, a podcast that is all about celebrating the best of the world's most beautiful game, but only if it happened in the 21st century. On today's show, we are talking about the Premier League's toughest midfielders, one of them at least. It's Roy Keane. Can you imagine an office environment? If it's the first day at work, you're rubbish, never make it here. Like, oh, sorry, mate. He's back at home in a dodgy tracksuit walking a Labrador. Like, you've not even thrown in big Duncan Ferguson. It sound right, boy. Today we've got Adam Brown. Adam, how are you? I'm good, Will, are you? Yeah, um, I'd, it's another Man United player, is that all right? It's fine, it's all right. Um, I was distinct lack of City players so far, but you know what, we'll go with it. We'll we go will, with it. We will Small get there. Club. Yeah, I'd, we'll, we might touch on City a bit later on. Shut your mouth, Statman Dave. <laughs> I didn't say anything. You did, I heard you. It must have been the, the, the rafters or something knocking around. I'm like an owl, me, mate. I'm on a swivel, I get you. Um, we'll <laughs> kick off today's episode like we'll do every episode. I'll delve into the Wikipedia um, and we'll just, you know, dissect this Wikipedia. We know Roy Keane inside and out, um, but... Did you know he was born on the 10th of August 1971 and he's an Irish footballer? Uh, he says he's an Irish football manager and a former professional player. Now, Instagram star, Twitter sensation. Yeah. I was just, bit extraordinaire. I was just thinking though, Dave, we've also got to factor that into this episode as well, haven't we, Adam? His managerial career. It's definitely an element of, of him certainly in the last 20 years. And um, the punditry as well. Yeah, you know, it all goes to, you know, making the, the, the man, man who has begun, really. Well, I'm going to be very strict today because this is 21st century football. So I know Dave's absolutely frothing at the mouth to talk about 99 Turin, um, but I will be banning that. Um, He's the (laughs) The greatest individual performance from a central midfield (laughs) in European Cup history. And we have to ban it because of time. Stop it. We have to ban it because of time. He is the joint most successful Irish footballer of all time, having won 19 major trophies, 17 which came at Manchester United in his club career. He served as assistant manager to the Republic of Ireland team from 2013 to 2013. 2018, regarded as one of the best midfielders of his generation. In 2004, Keane was named by Pele in the FIFA 100 list of the world's greatest living players. Stop it, dissect it. Where'd you stand on that? Uh, on the Pele thing? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think El Archduke was on that list as well. So it genuinely was. I remember when that list got released. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to use that as any kind of great marker, you know, to, to big keen up at all. I do think he should be on a, a list of greatest players, by the way, because he was phenomenal. Um, bit different to perhaps a lot of other players that we'll look at on, on this podcast in the sense that he's never going to be a numbers guy. Do you know what I mean? That's no. not his game. But in terms of sheer, you know, inspiration that he gave the teammates and, 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 and influence that he had on people, unbelievable. 
Unbelievable yeah. player. Because normally when we sit down for these episodes, we get a top 10 goals or a top 10 yeah, bit of skills. It, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you're not going to go, oh, he scored 20 goals. That's it. It's more with Keane, it's more what he brought to the team. And also, you know, the, saying this as a Man City fan, what he brought to the club of Man United. Yeah. You know, he's of, often people refer to him as being, you know, the manager on the pitch almost and an extension of that Ferguson mentality. We'll probably get into this a little bit more later on, but it, the, it was almost the fear that he instilled in people as well as, you know, that, that kind of made him inspirational, didn't it really, to, to his teammates. But yeah, what, what a player, what a player. Uh, in 2007, the Times placed him at number 11 in their list of 50 hardest footballers in history. <laughs> 11th? Are they idiots? Can you name 10 more quickly? Uh, absolutely not. No, he's number one. Uh, Who in their right mind would, would think he's not? Would you say, Would you give him the award? Would you say, well done, Roy, you are the, the, the 11th best or the 11th hardest footballer of all time? I'll probably go Kenny Cunningham number one, but that's just <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> like you've not even thrown in big Duncan Ferguson. But Roy Keane could have Duncan Ferguson, 1v1. If they had some sort of... UFC style tournament just to sort of see once and for all, but he's just based on who tackles the hardest normally or who, who's got, you know, a short fuse. Keane's got to be up there though. There's different types, isn't there? Like you said, they're short fuse, hardest. Like Duncan Ferguson to me, more scary. Yeah, well, tall, got the range, <laughs> but uh, got the, the headbutt in him. <laughs> that's enough. Glaswegian kiss. I think Ferguson's had enough airtime there. Uh, he's, his 18 year playing career, Keane played for both uh, Nottingham Forest, Manchester United before ending his career at Celtic. Keane played at international level, I'm sure we'll get into that, <laughs> as he was sent home in 2002 after a dispute with national coach Mick McCarthy over the team's training facilities. Dave, apart from the big crunching tackles, do people forget how influential he was? I think so, yeah. I think we, we, we look at him in, in moments and obviously we can't mention 99, but how influential he was in that semi-final was big. Yeah, we can't mention but that. We, we kind of forget that the drive and the football at that point was very much 4-4-2. Yeah. Very much 4-4-2. Two midfielders that would go both ways and would attack and would defend. And that encapsulated Roy Keane. You know, at the moment, football's a little bit different where you have players that have different characteristics that fit different different styles. But Roy Keane, more of that energetic player that would that would break into the box, that would play something like next to a Paul Scholes, that would play next to a Nicky Butt. And it would take different roles in those sides, playing next to Paul Scholes, maybe being a little bit more defensively minded, allowing Scholes to get on the ball, get into the box. But as well, you know, we consider United's sort of performances in Europe after 99. You take the 2001-2002 where they lost to Leverkusen in the semi-final. A great performance from Roy Keane, uh, but didn't play in that first leg. Was that one of Ferguson's mistakes? Played in the second leg, they drew 1-1 away at Leverkusen, grabbed a great goal, breaking into the box. Like, what you kind of remember with Roy Keane, they're, they're not the, the most beautiful goals in the bo- you know in the world, but it is that kind of drive from midfield, little touch in the penalty area, good finish. And I think the thing that you get with Roy Keane in those moments is technically he's going to be good. You know, the standards that he set for Manchester United was so, so important that players were almost in fear of giving him the ball and not giving him the ball in the right pace, you know, with, with the right tempo on the pass and I think that elevates the club that elevates the standards obviously Ferguson's standards were massively high but on the pitch if you gave Roy a bad pass he's gonna go for you as much as he goes for the opposition puts big challenges in big tackles in again 99 Edgar David some great parts there obviously we can't speak about that but those type of tempo setting tackles elevates the side lifts the crowd lifts his teammates and that's the impact of Roy Keane those types of moves do you know I think he was actually potentially technically quite uh, underrated very, very much underrated because like Dave said there you know if he's got the that kind of mentality of people are scared to make mistakes he's got to make sure that what he's doing is perfect yeah Do you know, if he's like saying to Paul Scholes and you know Giggs Beckham all the players that he played with listen don't hit me a bad pass 
he can't then hit a bad pass because then he's like, well, you know, practice what you preach, mate. So mm. for him to actually hold his own and be just as good technically as those other players in pro- in what is probably the best midfield that probably in Premier League history, let's be honest, of, the, of those four. And in European Cup yeah, history, it, but <laughs> can't mention it. You know, for it, those four as, as a midfield four, for, for Ke- he's, you know, people often overlook his passing ability or, or you know they'll talk about skulls as being the great passer and Beckham had this great you know delivery gigs as great dribbling you know Keen, and, and getting Keen, into a midfield with a team with Veron as yeah, well you know like, you know we mentioned all the great players that we remember but Veron was a very yeah. very good player but Keane was never the one that was going to drop out no ever like there was, ne- there was he was definitely first name on the team sheet really wasn't he throughout the whole you know for years at United and you just look at the success that he kind of brought with him in terms of, like you say, elevating everyone. There's not many players around now who can do that. You'd, really. you'd say Bruno Fernandes has had a similar impact yeah. of, of standards at Manchester United, where if... What's in the s- elevation? In terms of, like, doing things wrong, you know, making the wrong movement off the ball, putting the pass in the wrong area, you can see Bruno Fernandes gets wound up about that. Got you. But that's very much in the ilk of Roy Keane that, like we sort of mentioned, the standards have got to be right. Like, if you're a centre-forward playing in front of Roy Keane and you miss a chance on goal, he's going to hammer you. So it makes you better as a player. You've got to achieve as well as Roy's got to achieve. And I think that is the impact on Manchester United and the, the, almost the change in culture that we're seeing with Bruno Fernandes. It's standards. And it's it's very difficult to get that. You know, we speak a lot about recruitment, how you sign players that score goals, that are fancy and do tricks. But having that kind of mentality is so, so important. And I feel that we lack that in some of these young players that are coming through that maybe want to be more technically gifted midfielders, that we haven't got that edge that we previously had. But they, they also, the ones that are more like, you know, technically gifted, so to speak, they get a lot more of the, the, the limelight and, you know, if they do something that's a little bit of, you know, a bit of trickery or, a, you know, yeah. a great pass, a back heel, whatever, a feint, then they're going to get the attention. But, you know, I always think that Roy Keane just dictated games, the pace of games, and not necessarily through his passing, but just the way he would drive, you know, he would put the pressure on uh, on the opposition players, which means they they couldn't get the ball away quick enough. Or, and I've never seen a midfielder dictate you know, if he played well, the chances are United are going to win the game. Mm. I always think with yeah. Keane, you know, and he very rarely had a bad game, very rarely. And he was the first to admit it if he did, he'd, you know, he'd, he'd kind of own up to it. But I think in terms of those midfield players that you see dictating games, it's very rare you get a player like that. But you look at those in, you know, 21st century, those teams that were successful and you had like a Keane, a Vieira, Gerrard, they always came from midfield. And he, for United, you know, in arguably what is United's most successful era, he was the, the, the midfield talisman, if you will, you know, in terms of not the goal scoring, but dictating the game. Just just on that goal scoring, got to sneak it in in the ninety nine two thousand season. <laughs> well, right, okay, yeah, right. yeah. So when was six the goals, of the goals, six goals in in twelve Champions League games. So he had impact from midfield. No, six goals in the Champions League is a good record for a goal scorer, for an Mbappe, for a, a striker. So considering that was from central midfield, something we've got to mention. And those dominant years, Roy Keane was at the heart of that. Yeah, sneaked it in. Let's get into the stats. Keane is the most successful captain in Manchester United's history with nine honours nine honours? Nine honours in eight years as skipper of the side. So where do we rank him in terms of Premier League greats? In terms of central midfielders? No. In terms of overall? I want is he the greatest Premier League player of the twenty first century? Well I don't think you can say that because of okay, the, the that we, we judge people on goals in terms of greatness. You know but we, I mean well, I think we, we do. About Gigi who, who, later. Who's, the, who's the greatest Premier League player of all time? Either Thierry Henry or Cristiano Ronaldo. Because they had impact in such big games. Because they scored goals. But I think in terms of central midfielders, Keane is 100% up there with Paul Scholes, with Frank Lampard, with Steven well, Gerrard, well, you think with if, Vieira. If you're saying you know United are the most successful 
team of the last 20 years, you know, in terms of trophies that they've won, right? In 21st century, United are probably going to be considered to be, mm. you know, the best team of, of that era. Yeah. And he was the captain for the majority of that, you know. Speaks for itself. Yeah, he's got to be right up there for me. He's right, but again, I, I agree what Dave says. He doesn't get the plaudits because people are obsessed with goals. You look at like a, a Lampard and people going about how great goal scoring midfield player, but it's not all about that, is it? No, because he needs passion. Someone, yeah, he needs someone a there to, and allow him to go and score the goals. So you know, Keane was very much the almost the unsung hero of, of those United teams in a lot of ways, mm. where. Because his because his consistency was so good and his levels were so good, yeah, it was never questioned. It was just like, oh, rocking, yeah, of course he'll, he'll do it. Do he'll, it. He'll, he'll win the ball back. He'll he'll inspire the team. So it was never like, oh, if his King could have played well this week, it was just a it, yeah, of course he was going to. Before the uh, episode started, Ad, we watched the video that you provided of some uh, crunching tackles, which you know we t- we talk about maybe him being underrated but maybe it's more sort of <laughs> I think the era suited him I think VAR right now Roy Keane is getting a few red cards more than he did get at Manchester United well yeah I mean we watched <laughs> we watched that video what what do you what do you make of it <laughs> because like you say I mean listen how many of them tackles would go through now <laughs> you've got to play the card you dealt with though isn't it so he, he was in that era he could do it and he did it well um do you think a lot of some people like there's that always that question like again it's like a romanticizing thing where people always say like, oh there's not enough Roy Keane's around these days in terms of players. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You like, can have you, him. Yeah, no, you just he wouldn't he, he wouldn't function now. In terms I, th- of I think he'd playing. function within a certain setup. Like you could see Roy Keane playing for Diego Simeone's Atletico Madrid, easy. Yeah, but he, he would he, have to he, he scale fits, it back a bit. He fits into. I think he fits into a certain philosophy and style now, whereas before it was kind of you know a little bit more of a. Not not a less complicated game, but it was more like standard within teams played, you know, one of two or three ways. Whereas now we're seeing a lot of philosophy, you know, different philosophies yeah. and styles. Like, would Roy Keane play for uh, Pep's Barcelona with Xavi and Esti and Busquets? Probably not. But would he play for a counter-attacking United in 2008? Probably yes. But also, as well, is that the great thing about, tw- you know, the last tw- 21st century football is that you had these great midfield battles. Mm. You know, you're never going to have another Keane Vieira. Like, you know, think about midfield battles in the Premier League now. Rodri versus Fabinho doesn't really get the it's same. It's not excitement. got the same into it, has it? Do you know what I mean? Whoa. Yeah, you know, like Dave, Dave's looking well, a bit like, perky. Actually. No, but do you know you what know I mean? What? It's not. You know, it's not got the same fireworks, the same passion. It's the, just. I mean, you know, you could argue that. Oh, you know, if it was twenty years ago, maybe they could fly into the tackles a little bit more. But there was something about that era. And particularly keen, where you know you're looking for certain fixtures. I imagine Davis United yeah. fan, you're thinking, "Oh God!" But usually Arsenal, Liverpool coming up, you think, "All right, Keen versus Gerrard, mm. Keen versus Vieira, we're going to get something happening in this game." You know, you're always yeah. going to get there's going to be a talking point. But did he overstep the mark at all, Dave? David, uh, not in the era. Now, yeah, hundred percent. We saw a few tackles in that video where he's basically kicking through the back of a player that would be a red card in this day. Uh, but it, it suited the what the what the football was about you know at that point it was a you had to win that midfield battle yeah well just on that Dave I believe you've got a quote that sort of sums this this t- man up this man Ooh. up this yeah. hero for many Manchester United fans um, your words excuse not mine. my French <laughs> I'd waited long enough I'm fucking hitting him hard the ball was there I think uh, take that you <laughs> and don't ever stand over me sneering about fake injuries so that was about um, his tackle on Haaland, uh, not not junior some, senior. Some colourful language, <laughs> to say the least. Um, now, he ended a man's career. Is that fair to say? 
Yeah. Did, did he come yeah. back after that? No, not really. No, he, he stayed at City for a, throughout, obviously, his uh, rehabilitation and there was talk of him coming back. But other than, I think, maybe a couple of reserve game runouts, I don't even think, I don't think he ever made another appearance. So, how do we factor that into this, Dave? You're, you're United That, that is too much, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> come on. What do you mean? Too? Of course, it's too much. End of a man's career. Yeah, but I mean, does that? What are you sticking up for him then? I do. Well, you know what? L- lots of players have done that. Pele, the great Pele, when he used to get kicked a lot, he flipped, and he. I think there was a German centre back that he ended his career with a horrible tackle. These things happen. It boils over it, do you sometimes. Know what it is, though, but I think it's the premeditated element of it. Do you, do you know what I mean? Amen, brother. Well, you think to yourself, you know what? If it was Roy Keane flying into a tackle and he's trying to win the ball, yeah, and. You know, I've got no issue with that because that's the type of player he is, and I think take the ball and, uh, and leave a little bit. Yeah, because y- he's going to hit you hard, and that's the kind of player that he was. And you know, you expect that when Keane's on the pitch. But I think the premeditated element of it, I just, I mean, I'm not saying it it, it diminishes his his you know kind of credentials as an iconic player of the 21st century, but it's something a little bit a little sour taste. Yeah, a little bit. He's, I, mean, I get I get it because he, he was out for a long time himself with an injury, wasn't he? And, yeah. and, and I get the whole thing of you want to get someone back, and, yeah. and all that, and and that's very much his. Mentality and it mantra. Really, yeah, no one, yeah, he's not going to let you get away with it, but he overstepped the mark, and I just think that it's a little bit. We've got yeah. to bring it up, haven't we? We couldn't leave. Yeah. Also, I wanted to bring up as well. If we're talking 21st century, Roy Keane managerial career got promoted with Sunderland. Yep. Took over them. I think they were bottom of the championship. I remember being at St Andrews on a cold Tuesday night and seeing Carlos Edwards run the show in a promotion-winning Sunderland side. Um, and then he went to Ipswich as well, I believe. Did Keane take him to Ipswich, maybe? Possibly. Yeah. He might, he might, he I mean, we could do 20 minutes on Carlos Edwards. That, <laughs> what a tricky winger. Um, and then now, he's sort of softening a little bit, thanks to Micah Richards. As a little bit of a teddy, not a teddy bear, because he's still got that bite in him. But, you know, we're sort of seeing a different side to Roy Keane, aren't we? I think so, yeah. Um, you know, the, the, there was always that, the, the hard exterior, which always seemed to be, you know, he wouldn't join in with things. It was no, very yeah. much like business, always, I'm always, you know, it's always switched on. It's, you know, there's no time for jokes, no laughing. But now he seems to have mellowed a little bit. I think he might have unfinished business with man- man- managing. I've heard him say that he might want another another go at some point. I don't know if his management style is necessarily going to work modern day. Maybe working I feel like Micah might have, you know. Maybe, I just think that... But look, Micah's the type of guy that could have solved the Cuban Missile Crisis with his laughter and his fun, you know, when you work with him, yeah. he's incredible. So like, you can understand why Keane is a little bit more chilled. Yeah, it's the sort of duo that we, we we didn't know we wanted, but now we've got it. But I mean, he started his career when he started off, you know, when he was Sunderland manager, he, he started off really well. Yeah. He looked like he was, he, he, the mentality he was bringing, it was very much the kind of player that he was. It was kind of going into his... The teams that he was putting out there, and and the bat, you know, the, the kind of mentality that his teams had seemed to reflect his personality, which was it was exciting at the time. I thought, well, maybe he's got something there. I don't think it'd work at the moment. I no. don't think his style and the football that he played as a player and wouldn't quite work now. But also in terms of the best managers that we're seeing, they're more like arm around the shoulder, inspiring young players, Jurgen Klopp type style. Um, that is a little bit more of a different approach. You know what he'd need? He need a Vilsen, um Mike Bassett, England manager. He'd need assistant manager that was Bradley Walsh. He needs yeah, a Bradley Walsh, needs a Bradley Walsh kind of figure. Yeah. He's not happy in there. You've got to calm down a little bit. I just need someone to do like the, be the clock. So basically just needs Mika Richards then, as oh, a duo. Yeah. I think that could work, you know. <laughs> could we see that as in the managerial dugout? No. No? I think they're too good for TV. Don't be so dismissive, Dave. I think they're too good for TV. A red and a blue as well, so I just thought of that together.
You're listening to 21st Century Football. We're going to take a little ad break. We'll be back after this. Over the centuries, the world's greatest wordsmiths have crafted the most beautiful sentences ever written. Shakespeare. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Austin. There is no charm equal to tenderness of heart. And Jermaine Pennant. I pulled two birds and I went home, which is nearly a proverb. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Football Book Club podcast, the only book club that's less Charles Dickens, more Paul Dickoff. And you can listen to our brand new series right now by searching Football Book Club wherever you get your podcasts. When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day, this week we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus visit gamblingcare.ie. Acast recommends podcasts we love. If you are looking for a brand new true crime podcast, listen to The Making of a Detective, brought to you by The Irish Sun. The series is out right now and focuses on many of Ireland's most notorious cases and the man who once solved them. In episode one, Pat Murray's story begins with the historic 2007 conviction of the murderer Joe O'Reilly. Put his thumb up and he's going to see a pat like, you know, as if to say, F you, you can't get me. Follow along as we share the dramatic details of each case. Download The Making of a Detective. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the critically acclaimed West Cork and the one you're listening to right now. You know, we're talking about his disciplinary kind of yeah. problems, let's say, mm-hmm. and the premeditated nature of the Harlan tackle. Um, where do you think he is? Uh, in hold on a second. Disciplinary problems. Yeah, well, oh, let, we me, let me just adhere to the statistics. Roy Keane was booked 69 times in his Premier League career and sent off just seven times. What disciplinary problems? That's still quite a lot. What? Seven well, times? Uh, well, okay. Seven so, times? Yeah, I'll tell you what as well. I've got a list Seven here. times. And hold on. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. In 326 games. Do you want me to work that as a percentage for you, gentlemen? Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll dive in. I'll dive oh. in, guys. Give me, no, no phone. Uh, give me, give me a calculator. What? Give me a calculator. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to hit him back with some stats from me. Yeah, own, Will. go on, Adam. Um, so, so he was uh, sent off in uh, 0.3 of a percent um, amount of games in the Premier League. So, you know, <laughs> Okay, all right. Disciplinary problems might be the wrong way of putting it, but certainly someone who, you know, has seen a couple of red cards in his time. Um, got a list here of the all-time uh, red cards given in the Premier League Got you. okay so a lot of these players were by and large large, you know, large percent of the career were in the 21st century where do you think Keane is on that list definitely top 20 I'd say 13th fourth so maybe maybe they're just, Richard Dunn's right at the top yeah I feel like Richard Dunn's not dirty just clumsy yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vieira Ferguson Keane so he, and then Lee Catamol see, so see you talk about Ferguson but, you know, but, right. he's right, oh, he's, but would you say I mean you know would you say that the likes of those players that are around him on that list have got disciplinary problems or that had disciplinary problems. I mean, if, I, I say Keane probably has probably played more games. Misunderstood than a lot of individuals. Those. Misunderstood. I'd say more anger issues. Yeah. You know I mean, I mean, something going on. There. Or would you say it was just the desire to win? I don't know. I mean, you could spin it in. That's in, the nice the, way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, that's the PR it. angle. But do you think that that for you, Dave, as a United fan especially, do you think that takes away from him 
being spoken about as a top-level player because could you depend on him to not get a red card in a, or two yellow cards in the semi-final well, of a European well, competition well, in, a, in a different era? You know, you know? He, I think he, he didn't get sent off as much as he would have done now. Um, but it kind of brings on to my kind of iconic moment in the 20th century. You know, 21st we, century. 21st century, oh, sorry. Yeah, you see, try to slip that in there, Will. We've only been here for... Been, for I tried it. I was about to say, <laughs> Turin, 99, two headers from the corner. Man United, three, Juventus, two. Talk what about a the Millennium Bug but, in a minute. Yeah. We spoke about the Champions League before. Leverkusen, that performance was great away from home. Missed the first leg, potentially because he was on that yellow card, Ferguson didn't want to risk him missing the final. Is that because of but, disciplinary problems? Probably, or? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'd go back to the, the, the best uh, sort of moment. It's got to be the Keane Vieira. Highbury Tunnel instant. That was absolutely brilliant. It pans to Roy Keane screaming at Vieira. We'll see out there um, in an aggressive Irish tone. Um, and of course, you know, we've kind what of... What did it sound like? Um, <laughs> do I want to get knocked out by Roy Keane? I've been close to Roy Keane <laughs> at certain moments this have year, actually, yes. Have you met Roy Keane? Uh, not met Roy Keane, but I've been behind some glass uh, in the studio <laughs> and he's been oh, right. uh, in the BT studio, which is outside. So yeah, there is... No, there is... Sorry, the Sky Studio. There is a... You know, he could come and fight me. So obviously, don't. Were want you to be meant to be though? There. This sounds like you weren't meant to. You'd... No, I was doing my job, Will. Sorry, I'm doing my job. Come on. Um, but in terms of the the reason why this all this flashpoint um, was, of course, Vieira giving it the biggie, shouting down the tunnel, Neville, Neville, uh, you're not going to kick our players out on the pitch today. Um, which Roy flipped. It was about he, Reyes, wasn't he it? really flipped. He, he flipped. He thought he was bu- bullying Gary. And that was where it went from. You know, he, he just lost his head. Um, and he, he, you know, they treated that game as a bit of a boxing match. You remember those clashes between Man United and Arsenal? They would always try and kick them off the ball. That was the the strategy going into the game. Um, the result of that game, of course, Man United 4, Arsenal 2. Cristiano Ronaldo brace. Is that the John O'Shea? That's the John O'Shea chip. That's Great moments. But I mean, Roy Keane obviously protecting his teammates, setting a standard early doors and getting in the Arsenal players' heads, which, again, was a top-of-the-table clash. Uh, here's a, a good one. In terms of 21st uh, century footballers, if you were playing in a team, would, surely Roy Keane is probably top of the list, if not certainly top three of players you want to alongside you. You know what it is as well? It's like the the standard he sets for like new signings as well coming in. I mean, I can't imagine he's the warmest of characters. For the, He's not going to be demanding the uh, the initiation song, but I think he sort no, of says there's countless examples of United doing the box drill, which is kind of the uh, Rondo uh, type drill, quick right. passing around the circle. Now, there's uh, loads of examples of him you know, destroying new signings. You're not good enough. You'll never make it here. You're absolute rubbish, which does keep the standards up because it means that you've got to go to training and you've got to perform oh, and that's a, that's a big big thing you know we we we, we <laughs> got a cold sweat <laughs> imagine an yeah. office environment it's the first day at work you'll rubbish never make it here like, oh sorry mate oh that's what we do <laughs> oh is that what you, is that what you I've already okay. done coffee <laughs> rubbish you'll never make it here. Uh, add what's your most iconic moment of Roy Keane um, well there's a, there's a couple I mean I'm not going to necessarily focus on him from a technical uh, standpoint I was looking to say the Harlan challenge at first it was a close one between that and also when he was spooked that Kieran Gibbs was captain in that Arsenal side do you remember that when he was <laughs> it was a moment his punditry it was brilliant it was yeah I think he was on ITV at the time he'd not been doing it that long and Arsenal were in a I think they were a, might have been a Champions League game um, and they had a lot of injuries they were playing a lot of kind of second string and Kieran Gibbs was captain that day <laughs> and he said I saw Gibbs as captain you're in trouble. <laughs> and it was just, it was just, for me, it, it's the moments of punditry. I think the kind of cynicism sometimes is a great bit of 
They're kind dicks, of re- but not dicks, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's a re- it's quite refreshing, really, because it's a lot of time punditry. I get people being really exuberant and you know really you know nice about players, and sometimes he just tells it as it is. Yeah. So I mean, for me, it probably would be the Harland Harland challenge, especially as a City fan. Um, that's one thing that Can't get out your it head. really does stick in my mind, unfortunately. That's fair enough. Uh, mine is him walking his Labrador after being kicked oh out my of God. the Irish team, just because that is they went on to do so well in that World Cup, <laughs> and he wasn't a part of it. I mean, you think that Irish side, your Givens, your Duns, your Matt Holland. He motivated them. They knew if they were were coming back to to Ireland after that and Roy had seen some bad performances in that tournament, they were getting done. But this ties into what we talk about. He got got kicked out because he was complaining about the training facilities, Mm. which obviously is his high standards. But then he misses out on a World Cup, one of Republic of Ireland's greatest moments, definitely in the 21st century. And he's back at home in a dodgy tracksuit walking a Labrador. I think it's a lab. It, it was also a uh, story of someone asking for a photo with him whilst walking his dog. Oh, go on. And he absolutely exploded. Well, on, you, mean, on. you wouldn't do that anyway, would you? Uh, well, you, you know, you've got to be absolutely crazy to go up to right. Can we have a selfie, please? <laughs> Are you <laughs> mad? But it goes get, into, you kicked uh, in. But I think Clinton Morrison tells the story of when when it all kicked off and it obviously had been brewing and brewing. And then uh, Roy Keane said to Mick, Mick McCarthy, you're not even Irish. And obviously Clinton was sat there himself. He put his head down in his dinner and just sort of carried on. But... I think those two you could imagine and proper I, I, bet, I bet he doesn't regret it though I bet I no. can imagine just be like no I, Do you I was right think he does regret it but wouldn't admit he regretted it uh, no I, d- I don't I don't I don't, th- I don't think he would I think he'd just be like listen that I'm He's such a headstrong character mm. that he'd be like, no, that you know, and even if he'd be like, I made that decision at the time yeah. and that, that's it I'm happy with it I don't think he'd change anything me I no. can imagine just be like well nothing can do about it now that's happened and it, that was what I felt was right maybe you let Carlos Edwards go or to a bit of a quote on playing for Ireland I love playing for my country but my sanity is more important well that's true I mean yeah especially like international football you forget the toll as well especially if he's Saturday Wednesday going to Europe and then it's international breaks are going and I, don't, I don't think he would have mind about that that was just the, the nature of football wasn't it the, yeah. he was fine for that but I think it's the standards that maybe was one of the big things why he was such a good player that his standards were high and mentally Having poor pitches, not having the right facilities. Well, you go from Paul Scholes to, then to having Matt Holland. And Matt Holland, great Premier League player, yeah. but he's not Paul Scholes. <laughs> <laughs> it's now time, gentlemen, to rate Roy Keane. Obviously, it's not your traditional sort of on-the-pitch rating because that speaks for itself and we have done at length. But would we like to go for a drink with him? Would we have him on our 5 side team? And just how iconic was he? So let's start with the pub, Adam. I'll start with you. Do you know what? Would you like to go for a drink? I, I would. I, f- I think that these, you know, seeing his, his more of his punditry, and, and especially since I feel like he's quite a shell a little bit more, and he's, he, he's up for more of a laugh. I think yeah. he's got quite a dry sense of humour from what I can see. You know, he's like, I think that he, and you see all the players talking about him, and they all say he's really funny. They all say he's a really, really funny bloke. So I, I think that, yeah, I think he'd probably be quite suspicious of me at first. I think he'd be like, what's going on with you born in your hair? And, you know, fall in line a little bit with me a little bit more and, uh, you know, we'll have a couple of beers. But I'd definitely, I'd love to go for a beer with him. I, th- I think he'd actually be a lot more of a laugh than people would think as well. Uh, I'm going to say eight out of ten. Love that. What about you, Dave? Uh, I'd probably go with a ten. I think there's more to the man. And I want to get in, you know, yeah. get inside that little hard-out exterior. You know, understand him a bit more. Yeah. Talk to him about the... 21st century football that he's been involved with nothing on 99 because that's what I wouldn't want to talk about right <laughs> no no never mention that I think if you got to the pub with him I would let you talk about 99 
Okay, so definitely attend then. Yeah, because that would be quite weird if you sat down for, for a yeah. beer with Roy Keane and Will's behind you going, don't mention that. No, no, you're not <laughs> uh, Roy, what hard. about... No, Shut your mouth, Dave. <laughs> um, oh, I'd go again. for an eight as well. I think, like you said, I'd have, I've warmed to him a lot more since he's been doing his punditry and I think I'd just be a bit geeky and want to quiz him on his Sunderland manager who career in the Championship. But that's just me. Um, let's go to five-a-side team. Would you like to have him in there, Ad? Yes, 100%. Um, I'm going to say 10 out of 10 for a five-a-side team. Wow. I think that... Yeah. I think that Good if I, I said before, for me, if I'm going into, I'd say going into battle, <laughs> oh, side team, sometimes it is. Um, you know, if I'm going into uh, 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 anything competitive, and you say, "Who do you want with you?" Roy Keane, hundred percent. I don't uh, think there's a player that I'd want more in, in my team no. than him because I know that he's going to lift everyone, probably lift me, my performance as well in a way. And you know, if it was, you know, say it was a league scenario, and say you'd played against another team and you had you didn't like someone, you could go, "Keane, that's the one that's given me a bit." Yeah. All right, now yeah. I'll be having him there. Exactly. Don't That's you exactly. worry now, Adam. It's yeah. gonna be okay. Yeah, absolutely. You follow me now. <laughs> Where's he from? <laughs> Good God! Uh, yeah, ten, so out ten. ten out of ten. And also, I think, let, just to sort of go back, let's not discredit his technical ability. You know, great passer of the ball, lovely low driver. Yeah, great. Oh pass. yeah, that, no. that's goals. That in five aside. Love that. What about you? Dan? I think for me, it right raises the standards. I think he'd he'd make me a better player. I think, I'd, I, I, you know, it'd be horrible at the start, but I think I would be a better player and a better man after playing five-a-side. Better with, man as well. Yeah, with Roy Keane. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a 10 as well. You'd come out there with better morals at the end of it. Yeah, I, I'd just be a better human being. Yeah. What really? are you saying? A tougher character. Well, yeah, do you want to be the one to not give Roy Keane full marks as a five-a-side player? You know what? I was, I was just trying to think of ways to mark him down. Well, imagine you play against him in five-a-side. Yeah, but that's not the criteria. He's playing with us. But five aside is with your mates. You get, you know, you, you flip a coin and Roy's on the other team. What do you do? I get ten. Just I, I really like conforming, uh, and I don't want to sort of stray away from with, the crowd. If you've not got a designated goalie, do you think he'd just jump in net for, for like, you know? No, I think yeah, you're, no, he's not playing out. He's not playing out. It'd be like you know, you know, when it's like everyone's had the turn. It's like, all right, who's not been in goal? And you know, it's yeah, him. Not and it'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'll go back in. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Everyone's been in enough. They, yeah, just a little check in. We've all done a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. mind, honestly. Soft. <laughs> I've been in three times. Fine. Um, right, iconic moments. Um, is he an iconic player of the 21st century? <sighs> PFA player 2000. Champions League semi finalist against Bayer Leverkusen. Not in a World Cup. What is annoying is that we can't speak about 99. We can't. It's, it's, no. it's infuriating. Well, we have done a lot. That, that's a 10. It's a 10 if 99's involved. But it's, it's not, not, is it? It's not, Dave. It's devastating. I hate you. And I think to many people, if they saw 21st century football, Roy Keane, immediately they'd say, mm, he just mm. played for Celtic in the 21st century. But, but Five years at Man United. Exactly, Dave. So what are you giving him out of 10? League titles in 2000, 2001, 2003. Yeah, that impressive. is more than Liverpool have managed in their entire history. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Clipboard's gone. £2.50 for them clipboards, Dave. I'm a bit respect. <laughs> Right, I'm just getting riled up. But I'm, I'm thinking about the five-sided Roy. You, you, you know, in a dressing room pre pre game, you got to be like, well, this is this is what it, this is what it instilled in someone like Dave. If he was yeah, playing five-sided, this, this is I'm the, losing my. And this yeah. is before Roy's even here. Do you know, yeah, if Roy was yeah, here now, yeah, the, the, the couch would be flipped and everything. He'd be nervous. Yeah, he gives this now. He'd be nervous. <laughs> no, no. I think I'd just have to. I'd have to step up to the plate. Okay, but no I, nerves. In terms of iconic player for the 21st century, you, you listed off some great Premier League titles. Mm. There's fantastic players that not even won the Premier League. There is. It, what's frustrating is that United didn't win the European Cup again right. with Roy Keane because they should have done. Mm. Okay. Um, Come on. I'm going to have to push you. Can you do Adam first? No, I'm doing you. Sorry, Ad. This this is between me and Dave right now. <laughs> I'm going to give it a nine. It'd be a ten 
You if they won the Champions League. You slug. Um, um, do you know what? I, the only reason I would have gone really high because obviously I've you know I've given high praise for him uh, throughout throughout this uh, podcast in terms of his you know um, influence on on the other players around him and Man United in general. Mm-hmm. But because he left to go to Celtic in was it two thousand and five ish? We've you know. These, these five years there where... He did play a season at centre-half because Rio Ferdinand had a bit of a problem as well. Yeah, so I feel like, like again, you know, his better years were 99 and the start of the 21st century. So I think that he's missed a couple of years there just because of age and then leaving United. So, so basically me, it's not your fault, it's the, the topic's fault. You know, it's the podcast's fault. Kind of, in a yeah, way. I, yeah, I agree, yeah. look, I agree. I've yeah. been trying to talk about 99 yeah. for pretty much the whole goddamn episode. I, I have, I and I keep noticed. getting this look. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say out of 10, Will, 8. 8. Yeah, it would have been more if it have... Uh, I've got no doubt that if it had played longer at United or he was a couple of years younger, then it'd have been, you know, 9, possibly even pushing to 10 because of his influence, but 8 I'm going for. I'm going to start at 10 and then work my way back. Uh, didn't win Champions League, 9... Was assistant manager of Aston Villa eight. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't have... a manager anymore. No a pundit. Is that a minus point? No. What kind of dog? What kind of dogs he got? Was it Labrador? I think. I think you're more was. of an Alsatian man, aren't you? As well. So that's that's a point oh, off. Seven. True. Yeah. <laughs> One. I think. No. Um, <laughs> I'll go. I'll go for seven. But with the criteria that we've said, um, let me do the sums. I think it's a good score. So out of ninety, he scored eighty. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I still can't believe but you did the, the dirty on Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, that, Jesus. Let's not deny it, boys. There's an element here that we are scared of getting knocked out as well. So there's, yeah. a, there's an element of that in there, which gives him a couple of extra points. But you know, we've encom- we've encapsulated everything of this 21st century. He's playing career. He's managing. Whether he's career. decent with a pint. Yeah. Five aside. Rating. And that's you know, pe- maybe people will see the headlines and see Roy Keane is better than Cristiano Ronaldo, but. <laughs> There's much more to factor into this, isn't there? Yeah, it's not just a numbers game. No, exactly. And and that's exactly what we bring to you on 21st century football, isn't it, Dave? Absolutely. Um, and I think that is the perfect place to end it. And there we have it. That is the Roy Keane episode. It's complete. And we've got to chat about one of the finest footballers of the 21st century. Thank you to Adam Brown. Cheers, Will. Wasn't too painful for you, was no, it? Actually, I enjoyed that, even though, you know, the, the I can't get that image of Haaland being scythed down by Roy Keane out of my mind. But you know what? I'll cope. And we'll chat to uh, Dave. We'll chat about 99 one day. What? Hopefully. <laughs> if we could. Uh, I've actually rewatched the game multiple times. Yeah. Uh, just remember, you can't talk about it on this podcast. Thank if you'd you. like to listen to another podcast, please search for the Football Book Club, uh, where instead of reviewing great literature, they review footballers' autobiographies like Chris Kamara's Mr. Unbelievable. There's like a whole lot of parts within that, Jeff. That's what he does. We'll see you next time. It sound right, boy. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day, this week we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus. Visit gamblingcare.ie. Podcast Network.